For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We have the pleasure of being joined by ESPN's Jameson Hensley, uh, the best in the biz at covering the Ravens. Jameson's been doing it for a long time and seen a lot of things, and this is a little unique, I would imagine, Jameson, with Lamar Jackson. Um, as always, for our listeners out there, you can follow Jameson's work on ESPN.com. Uh, Jameson, I guess I'll start there. Just uh, are you surprised at the news of the franchise tag and specifically the reported non-exclusive franchise tag? Yeah, Ryan, thank you for having me on. Uh, it, I, I am surprised. And even though I was told this was kind of how the Ravens were leaning towards was the non-exclusive tag, I still thought maybe the risk outweighed kind of going with the non-exclusive Route. But mm-hmm. what this kind of tells me is that one, the Ravens believe the offer they have for Lamar Jackson is better than he will get because now he can engage in contract talks with other teams. The Ravens either feel like their their offer is better than what he will get from other teams, or two, they're willing to match what mm-hmm. offer another team. I just because in the non-exclusive tag. The Ravens have five days to match any offer or they get two first-round picks as compensation. I just find it hard to believe, and maybe I'm wrong about this, I just find it hard to believe that the Ravens would be willing to let Lamar Jackson go for two first-round picks. I, right. I just, I, I, I find that hard to believe. So that's why I think one of two things. Either they feel like their contract offer right now is, is the best offer, or they're going to be willing to match any offer that Lamar Jackson gets from other teams. Right, and then and then trade him for more than two first round picks is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, and that 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 would be the the, the thing where I, I again that that's the gamble of the non exclusive is because you know if if they don't offer if they don't match then you give up a unanimous MVP for right. two first round picks and I mean Ryan a, a year ago the Houston Texans got three first round picks for Deshaun Watson and even that that mean and also a couple other picks. I think if the Ravens are looking for market value as far as trade compensation, that's what I would look for. Right. Yeah. And, and let's just back up real quick for listeners. You've probably heard this a million times by now, but just to explain how this all works. The non-exclusive tag comes with a price tag of about $32.5 million. As Jameson's talking about, you know, any other team can sign Lamar Jackson to a contract sheet, to an offer sheet. The Ravens have the opportunity to match. If they don't, they get two first-round picks, as you're saying. Part of the reason that I thought that it might go this route, Jameson, is because the exclusive franchise tag was just so expensive. At forty-five, $45 million, I thought it, it's going to be hard for the Ravens to be as competitive as they were last year. If Lamar yes. Jackson's costing $45 million against the cap, I mean, if he rides that out then you have to make pretty substantial contract restructures, substantial cuts. I mean, what does the team look like with Lamar Jackson at $45 million this year? So I almost looked at the ex- if they had done the exclusive franchise tag, it almost said to me, they're going to need to trade Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah, like, 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, because $45 million, I, I and I'm not very good at math, so I use the calculator for this, <laughs> but it, it accounts for 20% of your cap. And I, I mean, Lamar Jackson is, is a great player. He's a fantastic player. But if you devote 20% of your cap to one player for that year, in addition, and Ryan, you know, in, I know you've talked about this on the lounge before, but the Ravens only have five draft picks. That's, right. that's their fewest draft picks right now since 1999. I, I think they'll be able to add and trade back and get more picks. But still, when you have that low amount of draft capital, you can't have that very tiny salary cap where you can't improve that. Because if you don't have the draft capital, you have to improve in free agency. And that means you need as much salary cap room as possible. Right. And that's what, you know, everybody's talked about. Well, you know, the Ravens haven't supplied Lamar Jackson with enough weapons. If you're carrying him on the exclusive tag, you're not getting any other weapons except outside of maybe a first round wide receiver. Right. And you're, and you're, you're hurting the defense, uh, the defensive side of the ball. You know, you're having to probably cut some running backs, some other weapons of his already. And so that's why the exclusive tag, I thought if that was applied to me, that was a signal that a trade is going to have to come. And like we all said, then, you know, the Ravens kind of dictate the terms a little bit more, right? Because, because he's under their full control. But to me, the non-exclusive tag gives, and I know that some Ravens fans and some analysts have said, well, that's the beginning of the end for Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. In my opinion, it actually gives, I think there's a better chance of him staying in with the Ravens in 2020 three under the non-exclusive than the exclusive, because if he doesn't get that deal out there that he's looking for, or then he has to bring down, he has to come down, bring his contract demands down or or whatever. The Ravens can match that and we move forward or he doesn't, he doesn't get any deal that he's happy with and he just plays out the tag on 2023. Yeah. And this is also, and as we know, the Ravens aren't just looking at this year, they're looking ahead as well. Yep. And if you put the franchise tag, let's just say they keep Lamar Jackson under the tag this year. And they yep. still can't get a deal done next March. If we're standing, if we're in the lounge <laughs> next year at this point, Ryan, and they still don't have a deal done with Lamar uh, Jackson, then they're going to still have to put another franchise tag on him. Let's that's just hope not, Jameson. Let's <laughs> just hope not. We don't want to be in that position, Jameson. <laughs> exactly. But that, that's 120% right. of the tag. So you're going to be saving. Again, I did the calculator math. If you put the exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson for two years and compared to the non-exclusive, the not exclusive for two years, you're saving well over twenty million. Right. So that's what for in the long run, the non exclusive over two years is much more affordable, much more you know feasible for the Ravens going forward. Right. Well, and, and the other factor I think that's in play here is, you know, how much are other teams looking? We all know the the, the level of player that Lamar Jackson is, right? But yes. there's the reports about, and and we don't know exactly what the contract demands are, or, you know, what he's looking for. There's a bunch of reports out there, you know. And Justina, I know she reported that he he wants, you know, two thirty million guaranteed. He wants Deshaun Watson contract plus more. Right. That doesn't necessarily mean fully guaranteed, but he wants at least the starting point is Deshaun Watson's contract. And we don't know really how that impacts what other teams place as the value on Lamar Jackson, right? Like how's that impacting his value in terms of the trade market? Are other teams saying, sorry, I'm not willing to give up three first plus have to sign him to the Deshaun Watson plus contract. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, And again, this is kind of the Ravens uh, kind of a way of saying, Hey, Lamar, now you get to see your, your market value. You go out, you get to talk to other teams. You get to see if they're willing to, to meet, 
your 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 demands and right. and I and, and I, I was very in, kind of interested and one of the best parts about ESPN I I can ask a question to our stats information group and they'll within <laughs> about 15, 20 minutes they'll give me a, and I'm I asked them I'm like has a quarterback been tagged and then and and then even traded that's only happened like one other other time uh, only and as far as even mm. you know in, in, and as far as being the non exclusive tag and, and and then getting traded. Uh, that happened with Matt Castle in 2009. Hmm. But I will say the amount of players getting tagged and traded has increased. I mean, back, since 2018, there have now been six players, most notably even last year with Devontae Adams going from Green Bay to Las right. Vegas. Uh, so there's been an increase in tag and trade players. But as far as quarterbacks, it rarely, rarely ever happens. And so, again, Lamar Jackson, he he he's he's a different player. He's a different quarterback. Maybe that changes, but historically, quarterbacks when they get tagged, they 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 typically don't they they don't get the offers they want to go elsewhere, and they play under that tag. Right. I guess that's my next question for you, Jamison. Is do you expect that Lamar now, when he's able now that he's able to negotiate with other teams, do you think that he'll get the contract? that he's looking for, you know, does, does some other team throw, give him the fully guaranteed. We don't know that that what he's looking for or whatever, give him as much guaranteed money as he's looking for, I guess I should say. Yeah. And, and, and I think the other factor here, Ryan, is that, you know, as we've talked about for you know, a couple of years now, Lamar Jackson represents himself. He does not have right. an agent. So now it is up to Lamar Jackson and under the rules, league rules, if you don't have an agent, you can only talk to the player. So, Teams have to go out and talk to Lamar Jackson. And they, I, I mean, this just sounds crazy. I mean, it sounds almost a little insane about that. You know, you have to go now, these teams, like, you know, if you want to get Lamar Jackson, you have to talk to him directly. And I right. think that that is going to be a challenge. That is, the, you know, if he had an agent, that, that could facilitate a lot of things and make things a lot easier. Uh, but it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see Lamar Jackson, how he's able to navigate and contact teams i mean he's a great quarterback but i don't know how he is as a negotiator and uh i think we'll find out over the next few months yeah i mean eric DaCosta has been on the record saying you know it's been a challenge yeah with the fact that he doesn't have an agent and, and that communication and, and whatnot and now everybody else gets to find out what that challenge is like exactly and uh, <laughs> or anybody exactly. who wants to come so you know and, and let's also not rule out certainly the possibility as you know well the Ravens have a long history of franchising players and still reaching a, a long-term deal with them down yes. the line. This is not yeah. the end of that. Lamar Jackson's the eighth player the Ravens have franchised. Uh, they've come to terms with five yep. previously, five of the seven. And so obviously I think all of us covering the Ravens hope that that is the outcome, that they yep. reach a long-term deal. Do you th still think, you know, where do you gauge that? How likely do you think it is that before this season starts, or well, actually before July 17th, that's the deadline, that right. the two sides could come to a long-term deal? Oh, I, I think it, it's possible. And I, the, the only reason I say that is, and, and again, Lamar Jackson is one of the best players in the NFL. But he, if you want him on your team, you're obviously going to get a winner. But you have to have a certain, I believe, offense designed for him, so maybe not a lot of teams are, are 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 thinking, "Hey, bring him in and and try to design an offense around him," like the Ravens have done so successfully. So maybe the market isn't going to be what Lamar Jackson 
thinks it's going to be. And like mm-hmm. you said, the Ravens have had their their track record is five of seven. And you you look at the history, whether it was Chris McAllister, Lodi Nada, Ray Rice, Justin Tucker. When they sign these franchise players to to the new extended extensions, they're typically among the highest paid players at their position. Maybe those players might not have gotten everything that they wanted and they didn't get fully guaranteed deals, but the Ravens have made them the high, among the highest paid players at their position. So I think that's still what the Ravens are. They still want to get a long-term deal done with Lamar. And I think, again, the non-exclusive might surprise people. It surprised me a little bit, but I think in the long run, this is probably the best route to take if they want to keep Lamar Jackson for the long run. Right. And the other possibility here is that Lamar goes out doesn't get the offers that he's looking for sure. and ends up saying, you know what? I will play it out on the tag and we'll try to revisit this next year, you know, after a Joe Burrow gets paid, you know, after, you know, whoever it is that comes down the line, you know, Justin sure. Herbert uh, and, and sees what kind of contracts they get. And obviously, you know, the NFLPA is going to be pushing for them to get huge guaranteed deals, if not fully guaranteed. Right. But, but and Ryan, Lamar's- I would, I would be shocked. Honestly, I would be shocked yeah. if Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow would get fully guaranteed deals. No, just knowing the, the history of of the Chargers and the Bengals. <laughs> again, the, I mean, they're family run right. teams, and they're not known as big splurgers. Um, and I think again, they'll they'll make them among the highest paid quarterbacks in the in the in the league. But I I would I would be shocked. I would be floored. If either one got full, fully guaranteed deals, but so so if that happens, then that adds more yes. ammunition to the case oh. that, that Deshaun Watson was the outlier. Outlier, and no, no, without a doubt, that would strengthen the the stance that the, you know the Cleveland Browns were in a situation where Deshaun Watson. You remember again a year ago, he had narrowed his choices down to I believe it was the Saints and the Falcons, and the Browns got word, "Hey, you're you're out of the running." So the Browns right. had to do something to get back into the running. So that's why it was a very unique situation in that in that regard. And I'm not sure another quarterback is going to get a deal like Deshaun Watson. I just I I just don't think that's going to happen. I think that as far as the guaranteed money total that will like that will eventually exceed the 230. But as far as getting the full mm-hmm. contract guaranteed, I just don't think we're going to see that. Well, and you have to think that you know, while Eric DeCoste and the Ravens were in Indianapolis, that there are a lot of talks, right? And, yes. and trying to feel out what the league value was in Lamar Jackson. And you just have to wonder, you know, with other teams hearing what Lamar supposedly wanted, you know, how did that impact the trade value? Did the Ravens then say, you know, we might not be able at the end of the day to get much more than two first round picks potentially? Because other right. teams have to know that he wants that contract and another team isn't going to give up whatever it be, three, you know, the Russell Wilson deal. They're not yes. going to give up the Deshaun Watson deal, perhaps, if they say, well, we have to do that plus give Lamar Jackson this contract that he's talking about. So you have to wonder how that impacted what the potential value of Lamar Jackson was for the Ravens to say, you know what, at the end of the day, if we if he does go out there and get that big deal, two firsts might have been a, the ceiling for what we're going to yes. get. Right. And, and, and the, the other kind of thing going forward is now that they – we got the one answer with what tag the Ravens were going to use. I think right. the, now the big question, too, is if Lamar doesn't get the deal that he wants and he's going to be with the Ravens this year, 
when do we see him next? I think that's right. the, the another big question. And when you're dealing with a new offense coordinator and Todd Munkin and, and getting his new system, you want Lamar Jackson here as soon as possible. I'm, I'm just not sure. We'll, we, again, we, and I've been told many, many times, if you try to predict what Lamar Jackson's going to do, you're going to end up looking foolish. So <laughs> no one knows. No one knows. Uh, right. So, again, we'll, we'll wait and see. Uh, but I think that's another question further down the road. Two more questions for you, Jameson, uh, and then I'll let you go again. You can follow Jameson on Twitter at Jameson Hensley and, of course, at ESPN.com. Uh, one other one other perk of doing this, as we talked about, is is the salary cap implications. Yes. Lamar can can negotiate with other teams starting March fifteenth. That's the start of free agency. Now the Ravens know where they sit in free agency. They don't have to make as many cuts and whatnot to be cap compliant. And now they can maybe sign, you know, make some moves in free agency. How do you think this impacts the Ravens' free agency plan? Oh, definitely. Yeah, because I think under the exclusive tag. I'm not sure if they could have made a move in free agency, just to be honest. Mm-hmm. So uh, with a non-exclusive, I think that n- now the, the two big priorities for the Ravens have to be, you know, obviously wide receiver and then two is uh cornerback as well. And I think uh, that, that those are the two priorities in free agency. I think that's what they have to focus on. And now getting that extra $13 million uh, by not putting that exclusive tag, I think that's where the Ravens can go, go, go and look forward to. I mean, Ravens coach John Harbaugh even said he, they, they want to revamp that wide receiver room. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I think, hey, if if you want to kind of send a message to to Lamar uh, and say, hey, you know what, we, this is how we're going to go forward. We're going to add some some weapons at wide receiver for you. Uh, may, you know, I think that would be kind of the route to go. And lastly, for you, Jameson, uh, you know, when do you think he can start negotiating with other teams starting March fifteenth? Do right. you think that there's a, a chance that it all happens kind of quickly that that uh, you know he could reach an agreement with another team quickly and, and facilitate a trade so the Ravens know you know once a trade if a trade were to happen, right. then the Ravens would really know where they stand salary cap wise. Yes. Right, and what kind of moves they can make. Do you feel like they could push that way? And and Diana Rossini, another coworker of yours, is reporting that the Atlanta Falcons will not be pursuing right. Lamar Jackson. You know, what two parter, what team do you think could pursue Lamar Jackson? And do you think that this is something that maybe has been kind of in the works already at the combine and could happen kind of fast? Yeah, it, it could possibly. It's just that again, without an agent, I don't know how and Lamar not being able to, you know, negotiate and talk to these teams. Mm-hmm. And it might not happen as quickly as, as some people expect. Maybe I could be, again, I could be wrong on this. It's just that if you, if you haven't done this before and, uh, and I know he has an inner circle and, and that will help, uh, but I don't know how fast things can move and facilitate and things like that. Uh, the two teams that I probably would keep my eye on, uh, one would be the, the Carolina Panthers, uh, just because I think that you know, you, they have shown over the years that they're looking for that franchise quarterback and David Tepper, their owner, uh, is willing to, to spend. And so I, mm. Panthers would be one team and the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I think mm. their team, after losing uh, Derek Carr, uh, they're a team uh, that, hey, they, they have a shiny new stadium out there in the desert. Uh, I think they would love to keep filling it with uh, the silver and black. I think he would really help them 
out there as far as putting a face to a franchise that's, you know, again, it, it, with Josh McDaniels, they haven't really lived up to expectations. Uh, I, 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 can, I can see Davis out there saying, yeah, let's make a big splash and bring in Lamar. Those were the two teams I would keep an eye on. There, there's been a little smoke around the commanders and uh, the possibility yeah. of Daniel Snyder with a, with a parting gift and yeah. <laughs> saying, saying goodbye. Do you think there's, <sighs> there's any legitimacy to that, that smoke? I, 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 if there's one team, I don't see the Ravens ever, whatever offer they would give of the Ravens not matching, uh, it would be the commanders. I just, I cannot see the Ravens allowing Lamar Jackson to drive down the interstate and playing for, for the commanders. I just can't see that it, they could make a play for him, but I just don't see there's any way the Ravens would, would let Lamar. There's few teams. I think the Ravens would not let Lamar go, go to, uh, we're talking AFC North and, and the Washington Commanders. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jameson. Really appreciate it. The slog continues, buddy. Yes, I know. <laughs> hey, thank you for having me on. This is great. I appreciate it. Avid listener of the, of the lounge, and thank you for, uh, for letting me join in for a little bit. Well, great stuff from Jameson. Like I said, make sure you follow his work on ESPN.com. Uh, as listeners know, the sports landscape is ever-changing, as is the Mark Jackson contract situation. And this week is no different. DraftKings, a leader in daily fantasy sports, still has daily fantasy contests running for those looking to have skin in the game. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. You assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap, and then sit back and watch your points pile up. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app now and sign up using code FLOCK. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code FLOCK only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So that's our instant reaction to Lamar Jackson and the franchise tag. As we said, the Ravens did not announce which tag they used. It was there quickly reported that it was the non-exclusive franchise tag. And I think the big thing here for me Big takeaway was a lot of people, I think, expected with the exclusive franchise tag, that meant Lamar Jackson could not negotiate or would not be able to negotiate with other teams, which would have meant Baltimore or a trade potentially. Um, But, you know, and there is a lot of talk about if it was exclusive, then the Ravens could make really any trade request or, or they could get more than two first round picks. And that's still a possibility. You know, if the Ravens were to match any offer that another team is able to reach with Lamar Jackson, if they match him, they could still trade him then for whatever uh, compensation the other team offers. Um, so I know some fans are probably disappointed thinking, oh, instead of getting more than two first-round picks, now that now they could only get two first-round picks if they don't match the offer sheet that another team uh agrees to with Lamar Jackson. That's not the case. It doesn't mean that they can't get more than two first-round picks. I think it means if Lamar Jackson does get the contract that he's looking for from another team, and that is a contract that the Ravens are unwilling or unable to match, uh, then the they, worst-case scenario is they would get two first-round picks. Best-case scenario is Lamar Jackson still reaches a long-term deal with the, the Ravens, or he could play this season under the franchise tag. Not ideal. You want the long-term deal done, but uh, I think at $32.5 million, it's certainly more feasible for him to play this year under the franchise tag. So a lot of things in play here. Uh, with When the tampering window opens, that's March 13th, 
Actually, as said March 15th earlier, once the legal tampering period opens, teams can contact Lamar Jackson and, and he might get a lot of phone calls. We will have to see. It's going to be very interesting here. Make sure you keep it locked in here. Uh, and rate, review, subscribe to the Lounge Podcast, as well as our new podcast where we're going to have all press conferences, interviews, uh, and whatnot at Ravens Press Pass. Make sure you get both those things done. Garrett Downing, if you're wondering, as I'm sure you are, is on vacation. Of all days, of all days for Garrett to be on vacation, he picks the franchise tag deadline. That's just cl- that's classic. Classic Garrett. Anyway, I'm still holding it down. Cliff, also on vacation. But Jameson stepped in. Great pinch hitter. Thanks again to Jameson Hensley. Make sure you keep it locked right here. We'll be back with you for another episode soon. <laughs>